Welcome to the Thriving Solopreneur Show, where you learn the stories and systems that have turned hardworking, self-employed business owners like yourself into highly successful, leisurely entrepreneurs. This show is dedicated to those who went into business for themselves because they had an idea or suggestion that ignited their passions to do more, to do it better, and to solve a problem in our community. Whether your business started in a basement, a garage, or at a kitchen table, this episode will bring to you a system, a tip, or an entrepreneur that has been where you are and can guide you to living the fulfilling life you desire for yourself. Here's your host and serial solopreneur, Janine Bolin. And welcome back to the Thriving Solopreneur Show. I'm Janine Bolin, and today's guest is Christopher Salem. Now, this guy is an executive coach, a corporate trainer, a professional speaker. He works with companies. He helps them create independent work environments. Isn't that a nice change of pace? Along with a thriving culture that helps with growth mindset. He really does assist people at being effective in their communication, having transparent leadership, and higher engagement, not only with the people who are working around you, but also with your customer base. He helps mentor C-suite business leaders, entrepreneurs, sales professionals, and he builds and helps them protect their brands by raising the level of influence from trusted advisors so that they get a maximum amount of results. So that's just for starters. Let me move into the next thing that Chris does. (laughs) He actually wrote a book called Master Your Inner Critic, Resolve the Root Cause cause and create your prosperity that became an international bestseller back in 2016 he also co-authored a recent edition mastering the art of success with jack canfield i think you've heard of that chicken soup for the soul kind of dude his weekly radio show sustainable success is part of the voice of america influencers channel chris is also an accomplished business influence strategist an award-winning author certified mindset expert radio show host and media personality. Now, just a few of the little companies he's worked with here. Yeah, you may have heard of that. J.P. Morgan Chase, Ralph Lauren, Pratt Whitney, Microchip Technologies, Anthem, the U.S. Census Bureau. I know you've heard of the U.S. Senate, United Healthcare, Hubble Corporation, and Foxwoods Casino, NYPD Forensics Department, and the University of Hartford, West. Westchester County Community College. Sorry, I always hesitate because I have a British background and therefore it's not Westchester, it's Worcester. <laughs> I have to stop. So you just keep it correcting me, Chris, as I move through this. My favorite thing, though, is he also helped folks with peak performance at Harvard University's faculty club. So he has chatted with a huge number of people. But the thing that really bonded me to Chris was that he is the CEO and co-founder of Empowered Fathers in Action. And you guys know how much I love 501c3s. Well, Chris is the founder of this. He dedicated to strengthening father and son bonding processes through a sustainable solution process to build future leaders in home communities, business, and place a higher self-confidence and esteem in that process. He helps resolve the root cause of limiting beliefs for both parents and their children so that we don't repeat the cycles that we had thrust upon us. So yeah, thank you so much, Chris, for being with us today. It's wonderful to have you. Janine, thank you so much for having me on the show. I'm looking forward to being here. 
Yes, it's uh, always fun. Chris has been on my shows multiple times. I keep dragging the guy back whenever he has a free moment just because I, I love his book. He was kind enough to send me his book, The Mastering Your Inner Critic. And yeah, I feel like I've mastered my inner critic. I've been working in business for over 30 years. But guess what? There's still gold nuggets. I think I've read this thing three or four times. There's still gold nuggets every time I read it. So thank you so much for taking the time to write it. I'd love to chat a little bit about what you talk about in step three, which is step into your fear. Most business owners are very acquainted with fear. They're acquainted with the dark night of the soul at 2 a.m. Oh my God, how am I going to make the mortgage payment? Or how am I going to pay my people? Right? So talk to us a little bit about how you resolved some of the fear that you had because you're running around the country as an internationally known speaker now. So I know there were a few dark nights of the soul regarding oh, that. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, here's the, here's the reality of why people operate from fear. Fear is simply means that we're, we're, we're operating from a fixed mindset. The fixed mindset operates in the past, in the future. Now, you may not realize that because you're right now in a current situation but something triggers fear. And then what it does is it goes into the past. It attaches itself to a limiting belief or beliefs from your childhood. It gets projected into the future. And then it's telling yourself that perhaps you're, you're overwhelmed. You're not capable of doing something. Why would they think of you to take care of this? Whatever the case may be. And then you might have this doubt. You might feel like you're overwhelmed. You feel frustrated. You feel you're overthinking things, whatever the case may be, this is what fear does. And fear a lot of times means in that mindset is that we're trying to control what we can't control. So this is where it escalates the anxiety even further and the overwhelmness and the angst. So if we can't, if, if we can't pay the bills at the end of the month, how are we going to make payroll? We may be telling ourselves that these things are going to happen when they actually haven't happened. Even though you feel that way, that's your, that's your mind going into the past and the future simultaneously. That's magnifying that fear that that's happening right now. So these are the things that are going on behind the scenes. So I wanted to paint a picture of what happens. And again, it's our, it's our, it's our minds trying to control something that is beyond our control. We can't control uh, you know, pandemics like COVID, we can't control the economy. We can't control what's going on in our industry. We can't control what other people's communication and what they perceive, what they heard from us. We can't control their behavior. We can't control their attitude, emotions, or the action that they take. We can only control our own communication, our own behavior, attitude, motions, and the action that we take. So it's learning how can I trust the process in that moment, when, when you're going through some major adversity, you're going through a situation that Jeanine just talked about and saying to yourself, okay, I'm here for a reason. This is happening for me, not to me. So I'll say that again. This is happening for me, not to me. There's lessons to be learned here. You're having patience, having, you know, trusting the process and asking yourself, okay, this is a tough situation. What can I do within my control right now? Well, we just said your communication, your behavior, you, we can control all that. But it's just maximizing anything that you can control that's going to help you from where you are and where you have to go 
to make meet payroll or to overcome and paying, uh, get, bringing in a certain amount of money to pay those bills in your business, whatever that case may be. It's trusting that process. It's not taking our minds from in the past and the future and then tying it to an outcome, the expectation, the outcome. What's going to happen with expectation to outcome? You're, it's going to go unfulfilled and you're going to be disappointed. It's going to magnify the anxiety and the anger and the overwhelmness even more. It's trusting that process right every day, every, every week, every month, every quarter. And when we do, the things that are beyond our control usually end up working its way out somehow. I'm not saying that that maybe you may not be, be, be payroll, but maybe there's a good reason why. Maybe perhaps there, there's a lesson to be learned. Maybe this isn't the business for you. Maybe that you're going to learn from this and that failure is not really failure. It's a stepping stone to something else that's even going to be even better for you by trusting that process. So it's learning how to let go of the control you can't, controlling what you can and maximizing it, shifting our mind from a fixed mindset into the present moment. Now, it's not an easy thing to do, but it's learning how to be present. It's in the present moment where fear is reduced, but yet enough fear that's going to internally motivate you to maximize what you can control to see, see you through this process. And, and that's tough to remember sometimes, like when you're deep in it, when you're deep into that thought process and you're thinking of the past or the future. And, you know, one of the things I've learned about entrepreneurs and solopreneurs is we're very creative. We can create a hell on earth in our minds, <laughs> you know, and so when you're in that state, it's really hard to pull yourself out. But but there is help. And one of the things I, I like to share with people is I've run 17 businesses in my life. I've had three epic failures, crash and burn, awful, horrific. And I learned so much that I know I will never have that happen again because I know the behaviors that I'm supposed to have. So let's talk a little bit about that. When you were talking about your fear and you had a statement in here on your step three, and it's a great little meme. And you say, fear dissipates when you strive for excellence rather than perfection. Now yeah. we've heard this over and over, and that's why I came up with this thing called the 70% rule. Like get it to 70% and drop it and, and shove it out the door, right? But you have other tips and I love your little gold nuggets. So talk to us a little bit about, I have a 70% rule, but you have your own way of how do you reach excellence, but you avoid perfection because that'll kill you. <laughs> it can. I mean, well, perfectionism is just another form of codependency, it, you know, trying to be perfect. You know, if I, if I just look a certain way, then this will be the time to start. If I, if I do, if, if I wait for the perfect moment and the perfect situation, the perfect client, then I'll, I'll start to really move it, everything forward. The thing is, there's never going to be a perfect time, a perfect situation, a perfect person, perfect business. It does not exist. And, and what happens is when we try to be perfect, we put these expectations onto ourselves that will either go unfulfilled by yourself and other people or situations only to lead to more disappointment to take you out of the game. Striving for excellence is not about being the best. It's not about being the best. You don't have to be the best. Some of the greatest business people in the world are not the best at what they do. They simply show up to be their best. They know how to leverage their strengths, offset their weaknesses, and, and surround themselves with smarter people than themselves to do bigger and better things. So it's all about process. 
and progress in motion. It's, there's no destination. It's ongoing for the rest of your life. It's the same thing in your business. Yeah, you may reach a certain milestone in your business, have great success. You may exit out of the business and sell it successfully to someone else. And you might say, well, there, that's a destination. Well, if you want to look at it that way, great. But it's still a process because perhaps you're going to move on to something else. Even if you retire, nonetheless, your life is going to continue. So it's looking, thinking, it's how you think to be different, to be different, to become different, to become different, to do different, and to do different, to have and achieve better results. So it's how we think. So looking at it as a process, ongoing, striving for that excellence, that you're always making improvements. What can you do today to be your best within your control, letting go of everything else? And when we're able to really get into that way of thinking, I'm not saying this happens overnight. It, it requires daily discipline. It requires doing, setting this, your, yourself up with a success foundation of daily habits that will help to change your way of thinking. It could be waking up earlier. It could be making your bed to, to allow your mind to say that I've accomplished a small task. Meditation and journaling together help you to learn how to be present and more mindful of trusting the process. Reading, uh, working out, whatever that means. Your daily, what you do daily will either make you or break you. And nonetheless, will help you to change your way of thinking that's going to help you during these times of, of, of these challenges. So those are the things, Janine, I would recommend. And that's what, what when it comes to ex, striving for excellence over perfection, that's what's going to allow you to help reach and, and exceed goals and also even better yet, sustain it over time, no matter what adversity or challenges you go through. Because even when you take 10 steps backwards, it's helping you to now take 20 steps forward, you know, trusting that process. And one of the things I'd like you to talk about that uh, you do discuss a little bit, but I'd love your story, your personal story on this is every business owner that is successful in their best business that I've chatted with. It is the behaviors that they do that have absolutely zero to do with their bottom line. It's those you, you brought up the word discipline and that's my favorite word uh, because it's the discipline of business that has allowed me to be as successful as I am. And I know for you as well. So what for you were your five things or three things when you really dialed in to those three things, that's when your success took off. I know what my five are, but yeah. I was curious, what are your three? Well, I'm just going to tell you what my, the, the, the part with my daily routine. It's the first thing when my feet hit the floor in the morning at 4.15 in the morning. And the first thing I do other than I go to the bathroom, of course, but that, that's not part of the, the, the success pattern here. But I, I make my bed. And the reason why I make my bed is not because I'm, I want to make my bed look neat. I could really care less about that. My wife is still sleeping. It's that I make my bed, my side of the bed, because it sets my mind to be focused on accomplishing a small task. Every small task with, with the late, when you're laser focused will lead to another, another, and then again, bigger task. We begin to see the possibilities in times of adversity, what we can become through adversity. You, 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 it just, it's just that consistency every day will rewire your thinking to become, to be, to become, to do, and to have better results. Next, I meditate and journal. So those are the three things, those three things. Now there's others, don't get me wrong, 
But those three things as part of are the three cornerstones of my success foundation that for the last 22 years have allowed me to be focused, have clarity, focus, the ability to be decisive, to make mistakes, learn from them, to have failures and learn from them, to take calculated risks and learn from them if they didn't work out and to take massive action. I don't overguess. I don't overanalyze. I don't overthink. I don't second guess myself because that's everything I used to do prior to that. I was a worry wart. I was a perfectionist. I was a, a codependent, passive aggressive in terms of my behavior and communication. I had to make all those major shifts to being interdependent versus codependent, to be passive aggressive or excuse me, uh, passive and aggressive to assertive and so on. So these changes had to take over time. My thinking had to change over time through making my bed, getting, or getting up early, making my bed, meditation and journaling to rewire my thinking. And as I, be, as I became, uh, became different, as being different, I was able to do different and to have different and better results. It's to sustain that over time, no matter what the challenges and setbacks were. And I didn't look at setbacks as, as failure. I looked at it as part of the process of what's happening for me to shape me to what I'm becoming as a result of it, trusting that process. And I have a, a question for you regarding, in your book, you talk about finding your why. And you hear that all the time with marketing and promotion, you yeah. know, what is your why? What is your why? And you have to find that in order to be able to really market in a direct fashion. And one of the things that I found out in my own life was when I really tried to focus in on my why, I realized, oh my God, I'm a Renaissance woman. Yeah. My, people are going to have to accept me as being a multifaceted individual. Otherwise, uh, I can't market. You know, I literally had to come to that. In your own path, have you noticed too that your why shifted the longer that you were in business to a point where you are now who you are? I'd love for you to talk a little bit about that yeah. because like you say in your book, you've got to walk through that change. That's how you're getting better and changing that mindset. In yeah. that change, your why is going to shift. Maybe not the core, but definitely the focus. So I'd love uh, for absolutely. you to chat about that a little bit. Absolutely. The you know, change is inevitable. Again, most change is going to be beyond your control. Changes, you know, changes in the economy, changes in the world in, as a whole, changes in your industry, changes, whatever that may be with other people coming and going out of your life. We either are going to resist it or we're going to embrace it and learn how to grow and adapt as we move forward. The outcome stays the same. It's just that we may have to take a different road to get there. So you, if you had your eyes set on one road and you stay there and you keep hitting this, this, this wall and you keep trying to drive through it and it's not happening, well, maybe it's time, to, it's time to take another road. It's not changing to something else in itself, but that you're just changing the road you're on to go down another road that's going to allow you to get there. The thing about a why is that's very important is in business is not that when people, when you're growing your business, it's not necessarily what you do that people care about. Let me say that again. It's not necessarily what you do that people care about. Unless you're in the business of selling a necessity like uh, Q-tips, paper, uh, paper towels, and toilet paper. That, okay, people need that. All right, They're going to buy it from anyone regardless of who you are. But nonetheless, it comes down to your why. Why you do what you do. It's about values. And those values are that represent you. I don't know about you, but for the first 30 years of my life, I led, I led my life from my father's values. I didn't even realize it. 
And the reason why I did it, because I was operating from limiting beliefs. I figured by subconsciously, if I were operating from his values, I would be successful. He would acknowledge me because I had this strong need for validation that I didn't get from him. And I was only miserable. I was angry. I was frustrated. Business was not work, you know, working out to my way, no matter what I did. And it was because I wasn't operating from my, my core values, my own. I was operating from someone else's. There are millions of people doing the same subconsciously, not even realizing it, trying to become someone else than themselves. It's okay to model yourself from people, but still stay true to who you are. So those core values that define you are, the, are, that, are, are going to help you subconsciously to connect with other people. doesn't mean they're going to have the same values uh, verbatim but they're going, to have, they're going to be shared values. People buy into people based upon why you do what you do versus what you do. And when something is compelling to them from your why, that really resonates with their why. Now, when they get that connection, now they're more likely to not know what you, what you do now that could help them. They're in a better position now to seek out what you can do to help them or refer somebody that uh, they trust you that you could help them. So I've, I've seen many people, I've worked with many clients where they built their businesses, not on what they do, but why they do what they do. It had nothing to do with their business. It had to do something completely different, but people bought into the why and did business with them from that. It's amazing. Amazing. I can always share a story if you like. If you... Oh, we have time. So go ahead. All right, so let me give you, this one will relate to most people. This is just a, a real estate agent. I remember working with a real estate agent. This was a woman that worked for, I, I don't know, I can't remember if it was William Ravis or one of those, those agencies that's well-known, their national agency. She was in the bottom 25% in terms of production. Very nice lady, you know, even-mannered, you know, not that she was ex, you know, completely extroverted, really out there, but she was very pleasant. People liked her but for some reason just was not producing. She was doing everything that had been, she'd been told to do, build your sphere of influence, go out and make so many calls, do these things. And she was doing that, not having success. How many realtors would, would be in a 60 mile radius of where she was? Probably there could have been 10,000. Okay, so what you do really doesn't matter when people can go, I could pick 10, uh, one out of 10,000 realtors to help me find a home. Why am I gonna pick you if I don't know you? So I ended up finding out this woman also was uh, worked for a nonprofit that catered to family-related matters. She was a great writer, and she wrote a lot of content around family-related matters. So a lot of people in the community would embrace her content. People from the outside the area that might be looking at this particular area to move to, trying to see if they, if they had a good school system, was this town really you know, favorable to family-related stuff, they would engage her content. And I remember asking her, do they know that you're a realtor? Uh, no, I don't say anything. Well, I go, you don't want to tell, you don't want to pitch yourself. That's not what I'm saying. But every time you sign your name to, to uh, some content that you're contributing, just put down that you're a realtor. Don't even say the agency, don't give any website, nothing other than your name and a realtor. All of a sudden, in a short period of time, because they embraced her content, they connected on family values. People began to reach out to her saying, I saw that you're a realtor. I'm, we're thinking about moving or I know somebody that's moving into the area. I would like to connect them to you 
See, it wasn't what she did. It was why they connected on something that had nothing to do with her real estate based upon why she did what she did, those core values. So she learned now to develop an influencer strategy to build on that around family-related values. And she started to post content on social media around family-related stuff, had nothing to do with real estate, but yet it, when people wanted to find out more about her, it would direct her direct them right to her uh, real estate business page. And she began to build her business from there. And did she ever become the top producer in the organization? No, because her personality was not wired that way, but she became, she definitely was now in the top, you know, you know, well, well better where she was. And she was doing very, very, very well and very, very pleased. So again, she trusted the process. She wasn't the best, but she was doing her best. And she was having success. And that's what it's all about. And to me, that's the, that's the point for any solopreneur or entrepreneur is that you are achieving the level of success you've set for yourself, not some yeah. external like. And I sometimes think that a lot of the stories that we hear is that and then they went on to become the number one, whatever, as if that proves that the system works. When in yeah. reality, a system you need, you may need for your own personal success may have nothing to do with where you stand in somebody else's market. So I just I love it that you share that because that's such a refreshing change a story that somebody didn't end up becoming number one but boy they were in such a better place so thank you so much for sharing that with us okay so how do people get a hold of you if they want to reach back around and learn more from you thank you jenny it's been a pleasure sharing this information with you uh best place to reach me i have two websites you can check us out at my my business website is at christopher salem that's my full name christophersalem.com also, the nonprofit that Janine had mentioned before is Empowered Fathers in Action, or EFA Movement for short. You can check us out at efamovement.org. That's efamovement.org. Feel free to reach out to me by email at chris at christophersalem.com. I love to connect with new people and get to know you and your business. And if I could be a help through my resources with great people like Janine, I'd be happy to uh, share that with you. Thanks again so much for your time. I appreciate you making space for us. Thank you so much for having me. And this is the Thriving Solopreneur Show. We broadcast every Friday. Definitely come to us for any quick tips that you need from people that have been in business for a very long time. And I assure you that they know what they're talking about. We won't ask you to reach for the stars. We actually definitely do steps every day that will eventually reach you to the stars. Have a great day. This is Janine Bolin. We'll chat with you next week. Thank you for listening to The Thriving Solopreneur Show. We hope you found this episode helpful and uplifting. Be sure to visit us at janinebolin.com forward slash podcast, where you'll find a library of videos, books, and podcast programs to guide you to the future you envision for yourself. We also ask that you visit our sponsor, the8gates.com, for the books and online courses that share with you the debt-free living lifestyle that allows business owners like yourself to flourish. Have a great day and see you next time.